All right. Um, so, hi. Uh, I am Nimrod Zarking. Uh, I, tonight, am running a scenario called Antediluvian Park. Uh, Antediluvian Park is a scenario for Mothership First Edition, uh, and it comes from a set of five scenarios in brochure form. Uh, Terror from the Cosmos, currently available on Kickstarter from Tempest Home Games. Um, I'm Lester. I'm playing Milk, a former theme park uh, mascot, character, actor, person, uh, who took on the role of Balaam's ass at the theme park and was very devoted <sighs> to the role and is now out to get revenge for being fired. Uh, I'm Elisha. I play the role of Murgatroyd the Android, uh, who has recently become a possession of, uh, Milk, uh, Lester's character. Uh, they are along for this mission uh, as a tool, essentially. I'm Gennaro. I'm playing Richard, and I'm here to serve the Pope <laughs> in whatever way I can. And I'm Heather. I play Rosie. They are also a Marine and uh, are, are combat buddies with Richard Dixon. Is it really pronounced Rosie? I've been getting your name wrong this whole time. I'm so sorry. I don't know. You say it how you want. Uh, so last time we got our mission from the Space Pope to destroy the theme park or steal their shit. Yeah, you're something along those lines. You're stealing. We have their, a bomb. You're stealing their central supercomputer arc. Right. Which will result in the theme park not being good no more. Uh, so essentially destroying the theme park. Um, Milk is the inside man for the job, inside not man for the job. Um, what, is the bomb just for fun? Like, in case we need it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, you find a use okay. for it, because there's, it could come in okay. handy. So, uh, we have a bomb for funsies. Milk is being paid in indulgences. I think everyone else is getting cash money, right? Credits, actually. <laughs> That's how you know it's sci-fi. I, I don't get or own anything, of course. Uh, at the start of Last Adventure, we uh, entered the theme park to begin our plan. Um, Milk immediately started causing problems because... Their babysitters immediately abandons them. So that's on everyone else, not milk. Uh, I am sinless. <laughs> um, and in the process, I think we got a uh, theme park arrested. I think we were being taken to theme park jail um, by a woman named Hagar. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so in the process of all of that. We we did just kill her. Yeah, she did. Like she she's explicitly dead now. You killed her and like one other guy, I think, and some monsters creatures. Yeah. Well, yes. Well, really, Rossi and I did all the work, but yeah. <laughs> yes. I, yes, <laughs> I would like to make that very clear that I made one attempt at fighting, and I think it <laughs> proved where my strengths are. Milk was not built for combat. Milk was built to be a mascot theme park actor. All right. 
And oh, their okay. purpose in life has been taken from them. So they're not, you know, going to go and try and murder people because they will die. We just need to try and trick Milk into, you know, performing combat as some sort of role in their yes. character. Well, I guess we need yeah. to regroup in the first place because after we killed... Um, after we killed Hagar, we no longer uh, were together anymore. We were yeah, separated. couple people bailed. Well, I, don't, I don't think we're like regrouping because Milk explicitly bailed. And, when you explicitly uh, bail, you don't regroup. Forward. Yeah, you guys last yes. announced uh, that you are headed. The last time you guys told me where you were headed, you were headed in different directions. Uh, so yeah, Murgatroyd and Milk are on the elevator to the Eden floor. And I believe our two Swiss guards said that they were going to try and get into that first aid uh, area. 110%. Because you guys are like fucked up, right? I have three hit points. Yeah, they bad fucked up. Not They did not fuck up bad. They just are badly fucked up. I have a cool scar, though. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hold on, hold on. I need to wash my hands. Oh, go right <laughs> ahead. Seconds. <laughs> Lady Macbeth over here. Hey, listen, some of us have standards. Yeah, the audience will hear the grind. Yeah. It travels into the voice, yeah. causes a sinisterness of the spirit. Since Milk and Murgatroyd are just, like, sneaking about, uh, would it make the most sense to start with Richard and Rossi? No, because you guys are opening in a cooler area, so we're going to start with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, alrighty then. Very good. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. So, the elevator deposits you in a small lobby with a ticket kiosk and three hoverpod docking stations. Two are empty, but one hoverpod has just returned to deposit a couple who struggle to wrangle their spasming, wild-eyed son. Through the windows between the hoverpod docks, you see an insane computer's Garden of Eden. Trees of muscle fiber with gnarled fractal branches, hooting beasts with tripe for skin, bat things with stingered thumbs, and two sky-colored hoverpods circling an impossibly turquoise lake. Uh, let me see if I can pull up the map for that level for you. Should have done that first. My apologies. Is it impossible in the sense that it's unnatural or is just the color of turquoise is just impossible? Uh, unnatural. Good question. Yeah, so it is a it's turquoise. Was it a good question? It's the kind of turquoise <laughs> you're familiar with, uh, but it's also the kind of turquoise, you know, water is not actually. It's like cartoon water. Mm. OK, like that putt putt water. Exactly. Yeah, putt putt yeah. water. Gross. Like juicier. Um, so. Are we on the Eden floor now or are we on a different floor and we're just headed towards the Eden? Floor? You're on the Eden floor. So if you look in that um, leftmost corner on the map I just posted, you guys are uh, in that little elevator. 
And there's okay. also like restaurants and like a little snack bar and stuff that I didn't bother to put on there. You know, use your imagination. Uh, there's like one security guard here who doesn't seem to be uh, having heard. I think he's like getting some chatter, but he hasn't. He's like still listening to his um, radio. Are the hover pods like free use for anyone at the, the at theater at the theme park? Uh, it's not free use. It's like 50 credits. Oh, OK. But it, it it's like. If you were going to feed animals at a petting zoo, you just, like, put in 50 cents exactly. and then you're yeah. free to go. Okay. Um, I feel like the best move for us right now is to go take that hover pod for easier movement. Do we want to talk about the crustacean chimeras we just saw? Have you seen those before? Uh, Did we decide whether or not Milk had seen those before? Like... So real quick, do you guys do you guys want to have that conversation in the lobby or on the hover pod? It does like it'll be different depending on where you have it. So like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, walking to the hover pod, I suppose, because uh, that's where we're going. The high stakes conversation. Right. Yeah, Yeah, I uh, I kind of feel like milk is kind of one track mind. Mm hmm. Um, so I think it makes the most sense to have the conversation while, like, Milk is actively doing something else. All right. Because um, I don't know that Milk would actually care about abominations. Perfect. Uh, in that case, uh, in order to answer your previous question, uh, Lester, the crustacean things are, you've never, like, seen under their mascot uniforms before today. Um, but those were explicitly the mascots that were hired to take your job. All right, so I'm just hostile towards yeah. them. The fact that they're, like, abominations doesn't really track. The issue is that they took my job. Exactly. Uh, and I think as you guys are at the threshold of the hover pod, uh, you walk past kind of like a big Chad father who's got, like, his arm wrapped around his son who's still having some kind of religious experience uh, while holding up a camera and kind of smiling with his, like, jerking crazy kid, uh, while the mom kind of, like, covers her face on the other side of him, uh, looking away from the scene. Uh, and as you guys are walking past them into the hover pod, uh, you see the guard from kind of the opposite corner of the room say, uh, excuse me, like, clearly projecting his voice in your direction. What do you do? <laughs> I don't think Milk has ever listened to a guard in his life. That seems right. In their life. Go ahead and roll speed so, to see whether or not you're able to proceed before you're interrupted. I'm going below speed, right? right. Okay. I got a 22. All right. Which is below my speed, right. so I succeeded. Murgatroyd, are you also going to jump into the pod? Uh, yeah, I mean, I will jump into the pod, definitely. Um whether or not I try to defuse the situation. I mean, but if we're going fast enough, I guess I'll just move along. Yeah, I was going to say, you're cho- you can defuse or you can bail, but those are, the, those are conflicting options right now. Well, if I don't make it on board, I can defuse. And if I do make it on board, then uh, we're still together. So I think I'm just going to go for it. 
17. All right. Good fantastic. start to this thing. Wow. Uh, the guard is like still kind of trying to, I think he's like stuck shoving his way past the dad. He's like, bro, you're in our picture, uh, as your hover pod doors close, uh, and you guys are able to get into the pod. Um, you find that the pod does have some controls within, um, it has a simple steering wheel and it also has like, uh, basically the entire interior and bottom of it is a giant touchscreen kind of projecting what's outside the pod. And you can select different menu options to get different kinds of trivia about the park, different kinds of like theological readouts, things of that nature. Um, the pod immediately begins to make a beeline towards the impossibly blue lake. Uh, and I think I'm gonna pause you guys there as we go ahead and check back in with our Swiss guards folk. Um, Rosie and Dick Nixon, or Dick Dixon, uh, you guys are in the blood-soaked hallway. There's two human corpses and at least one inhuman corpse in the hallway with you. Uh, you know that the facility is definitely aware of your presence. Um, there aren't any alarms because they probably don't want to disturb the... Um, traditional park goers, but you guys are canny enough agents. Like you know to expect that you are gonna be, you know, people are gonna be on the scene relatively soon uh, in order to check out what's up. I'm gonna go ahead and upload the map again for this area just to, for ease of our reference. So you guys are uh, planning on going into first aid was what you last told me. Um, the, uh, any, yeah. Uh, you're right next to the security center. And what you are going to notice uh, as you try to get into the first aid area is that since the battle, like sort of since the start of the battle over the course of it, um, the door does appear to be locked. And you can see through the little um, window inside, there's some kind of crude barricade through there as well. So it's got like one of those kind of narrow post Columbine school door windows that you see sometimes where you can just kind of barely see through. And that is mostly obscured by just like random shelving and stuff that's been shoved in front of it. Uh, I have um, one last shotgun round. Uh, can I use that to bust the door open, do I think? Yeah, potentially. I don't know that I would necessarily advise using your last shotgun round on that, truthfully, if you have like... Like, I would allow you to use the butt of your rifle on that if you wanted to do it as a strength check, for example. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, just thinking, like, strategically. Trying to get a feel for how locked this thing is. I guess I would definitely probably try right. just forcing it yeah. first with my and body. And does, or... does Hagar have, a, or uh, Gorpus, what was his name? Uh, the guy that we're dragging Gorpus. behind us. Uh, it was something like Gorpus, I swear. Oh, that's right. You only have um, one corpse, but one severely injured fellow. Right. He's like unconscious. I think it is Gorpus. Like, I think <laughs> oh, it's true. I think you are correct. Uh, did I, it's did Gorbus I just that? with a B. Gorbus. My apologies, Mr. Gorbus. <laughs> um, are you like uh, saying that to him? <laughs> no, no. Uh, that was all out of game. Um, but would either of them have like a pass card or a scanner? Oh, Are there true. chips in people's hands that we can like wave their hand over the thing what and is, get in? Uh, what is Rossi's like overall stat? Because you're like two HP or something, right? Yeah, I have I have four hit points. Okay, I'm so real bad. 
Gotcha. Didn't you lose an eye or something? I lost some of my mouth. Yeah, I didn't. Okay. I didn't lose any body parts. I'm just very, 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 very hurt. Um, I, I'm gonna point my before I even try to unlock it. Then I'm gonna point my shotgun at. I assume Gorbis is just on the ground. He is unconscious. Your last move was to punch him unconscious in the back of the head. Okay. Well then, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and unlock the door with the butt of my gun and direct Heather, or sorry, Rossi, to search him for a key card. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll strength. Uh, I fail. All right. Go ahead and take a point of stress. Um, out of curiosity, how bad? Like, what did you roll? 76. 76. Oh, wow. So not quite a critical failure. Very nice. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you don't fail. You don't get in. Uh, and there's a really loud clang uh that comes out from the sound of it uh rossi go ahead and roll speed or intellect i'll let you choose okay um it's locked up good rossi oh yep sure is that's a critical failure oh awful 80 88 88 let's see here all right so first off take a point of stress all right so I think that what is going to happen is you are just like going through, going through, looking all over. This guy's like apparatus is filled with so many little like compartments and little bits of utility shit. You're pulling out like one of those little square packets of tissue paper. He's got like <laughs> all kinds of like, you know, he's got bullets, which are useful, but it's not the same gun as you. You're just pulling out all kinds of fucking garbage you do not fucking find whatever the keys are you're not even sure if you recognize them when you saw them uh and i think just in the time that it took you to do that yep as you are on the ground and as you uh dixon are distracted beating at the um what's it called beating at the doorknob uh someone from the utility zone is gonna come up uh and they are gonna put a gun right to uh they're not gonna put a gun to your face heather um but they have like a jagged piece of metal uh that they're holding to your throat um okay. it's a pretty big burly teamster kind of guy he's in uh really uh once very sleek silver coveralls that have just been stained with kind of every kind of thing you've ever seen. Um, and he grabs you by your injured shoulder, has the gun to your throat, uh, and says, fucking freeze, uh, while looking at Gennaro. Uh, and that's why you're going to roll on the panic table for that critical failure, Heather. Okay. I rolled a 15. Is that... I have something a little... I've got a little curveball I want to try and throw at you here. What was your what's your curveball, Gennaro? Okay, so I want to reach on to my comms unit. And it's been established we have an inside scientist. Yes, you do. Dude working here. So I want to reach my little comms unit and say the snail has been salted. All right. <laughs> try, try communicating to our scientist friend on the inside beautiful um i will let you roll i'm gonna let you roll uh intelligence plus um military training 
And if you succeed, you will get to tell me what that means. And if you fail, I get to decide what that means. And if you critically fail, it will definitely mean something very bad. I, I, I don't know what I want it to mean. <laughs> well, maybe try not to. Don't roll too well then, I guess. Oh, I got a critical success. Double zero. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. So you can specify something shit. weirdly wow. convenient uh, that works out for you here. So the snail is salted. I think that means that your inside guy is actually somehow really well positioned to help you out in this moment. Uh, mm. So what do you think that advantage is going to be that he had? You know what? You're next to a bunch of bloody corpses, uh, or at least one. Uh, and he's looking like an aggressor in this situation. You could uh, have somebody come in and turn it around. This crazy guy with a jagged piece of metal is... Uh, <laughs> you're so you're saying Mr. Mr. Uh, Inside Man's gonna, gonna appear on the scene here? I think that could be helpful. Yeah, that's, that's an idea. So he comes in to basically vouch for that story. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so I'm gonna, um, after I say that, I guess, I'm gonna go say to the guy, it's cool, it's cool. Uh, we were just running a basic drill and uh, there was an accident. Uh, you see uh, a guy with um, kind of shaggy dark hair uh, and thick black glasses uh, poke his head out of Big Al's office. Uh, and you do see that he has, like, a very tiny black earpiece uh, in one of his ears. Uh, and he fucking looks at you, looks at the guy with the knife, uh, and he screams, Holy shit, uh, Grant's fucking lost it. Uh, and the big guy with the knife, like, kind of looks around. Like, he immediately stands up because he's like, What the hell? Uh, and a giant dude and another security guard uh, come out of Big Al's office um, in addition to your inside man. Um, the giant dude is a seven-foot hulk of a man, gut and biceps alike, straining the seams of his white silk suit. He wears a silk-white cowboy hat uh, with a black band around it, and the black band is adorned with a silver and ruby tiara modeled after a bloody crown of thorns. Wow. On his wow. hip, he wears a gleaming white Smith & Wesson with a pearl handle, and each of his rope-thick fingers is bound with multiple heavy jeweled rings. Uh, and he looks at your inside man. He looks over at the teamster, Grant, some more of the utilities folks are beginning to poke their head out of the utilities room. Uh, I think a couple of people are poking their heads out of HR and accounting. They're all kind of drawn by, you know, the sound of the actual shouting out here. Uh, and the fella in the white suit says, Grant, what the hell is the meaning of this? Uh, and he rampages towards the had seemed very burly, but compared to this guy now seems like a very average sized guy. Uh, <laughs> and I think Grant uh, immediately drops the jagged thing, throws up his hands, is like, yo, no, I just got here. Uh, I think you guys are going to have a chance to maybe make your case as the big guy looks at you uh, uh, to figure out what's going on. I must say, there's a start. I'm so sorry. There was a training accident. There was this this person with a horse head on and uh we uh, look we really need some medical attention right now they got hagar i 
I'm really, I'm bleeding so much. And I just, I'm covered with blood, right? Like canonically, this is what happened. So just like staring out like Carrie at the prom. Uh, please, please, can we just, can you let us in the first aid room and then we can finish talking about this? Uh, he looks over at Hagar Simpson's corpse and says, son of a fucking bitch. Uh, and he flips her over. Uh, he closes her eyes with his like big sausage fucking fingers. Uh, and then he takes the donkey jawbone from her hip. Uh, and I think he whistles. Um, and the security guard who came out with him. Uh, no, I think the your inside guy actually comes to collect it. Uh, and he says, Go ahead and have uh, this and uh, whatever personal belongings she has uh, prepared for her next of kin. Um, he stands up. The blood from uh, Hagar is really quickly trickling down his suit. You assume it's got some kind of like space material in it. <laughs> uh, and he puts a heavy hand on um, Grant's shoulder uh, and he nods to the security guy who he brought out with him. Uh, and he said... Get these people into first aid, and then we're going to take them to the security center, get this figured out. Uh, the uh, security guard pulls out a uh, card uh, and very easily unlocks the first aid door. Turns out the cards are just like in his regular pocket. It's not in any of the <laughs> weird bandolier tactical pocket shit uh, Rosie was looking in. Uh, there are some barricades erected. Um, he uh, kind of says, what the fuck? Uh, and he says, Jones, Jones, let it, what, what did you do here? Uh, and a lady comes up covered in some kind of like milky white fluid, uh, and helps the, uh, security guard dismantle the barricade and let you guys in. Um, inside, um, there is a creature that has been restrained. Um, it looks almost like a young boy, uh, but its skin is silky and a little too smooth. Um, and its teeth are robin egg blue, arranged in a zigzag pattern. Uh, and it seems to have uh, some kind of broken uh, injury, some kind of major injury on its leg. Uh, and it's lashed to a table for treatment. Um, but there is one table uh, that is available to kind of lay out on as you get treatment. Uh, and they're able to get a few um, supplies and things like that uh, and treat your injuries. Um, we're going to go ahead and transfer over back to Eden while that happens. Uh, but when we get back to you guys, I'm going to say, um, Heather, you're like nearly done with the wound you're on, right? Like it's nearly lost. Oh yeah. I, I, my, I, I have four hit points in my final wound. Yeah. So I'm going to say you're just top. That wound is all the way topped up. So you got that wound okay. is full. <laughs> uh, Gennaro, where are you at? I am like one hit point into my uh, final wound. So I have 16 hit points and I'm at 15 on my final wound. Got it. Um, so I'll go ahead and say that you get like your current wound is topped up uh, and I'll say you get your other wound back and you get like four hit points in it. OK, awesome. All right. Back in the hover pod, uh, the fluid of sluggish lake is nothing like water. Um, so your uh, hover pod basically immediately makes a beeline towards Adam, uh, and Adam is swimming around in the middle of Sluggish Lake. 
the liquid inside it flows too smooth, slow and splashes in juicy round chunks without vapor. Fleshy pale creatures struggle through sluggish lakes, turquoise slime emerging for agonized gasps through gill-shaped blowholes. Between them sloshes Adam, the latest model of original man. Blue goo catches in the creases of his onion peel skin, and he shakes fat droplets uh. from the mane of mantis legs that festoon his head and back. He grabs one of the fleshy fish from the lake and slices it open with a rogue tooth growing from his inside lip. Organic black gravy dribbles from its wound onto Adam's perfectly rectangular tongue. He burps, making uh. a sound like a gunshot. As God intended. Yes. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a question. Would there be any kind of employee override controls for the hover pod? And would Milk know them? Mm. Uh, yes and no. In that order. Okay. Alrighty. Um, so I'm going to assume we can't divert the hover pod off of its current um, track. Then. You can try. You would just be like fiddling with a machine you do not understand. But that's, you know, that's D&D, baby. I have industrial equipment and mechanical repair. So you might be able to figure it out then, actually. You're in a pretty good position to do so. But uh, just just throwing it out there, I am a computer. (laughs) So. Do you have, um, like, any skills uh, related to computer things? I do specifically have the computer skill that comes with being an android. Perfect. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like any of those would be applicable. I mean, it's a mechanical system, uh, and it is part of the, like, computer network that runs the park. What's your intelligence, uh, or your intellect, Elisha? 52. Okay, so Elisha should roll to hack the hover Perfect. Sounds good to me. Because I think his bonus is higher. Where are we trying to take this again? I don't think that's been discussed. Yeah, I think we're just trying to get the controls so that it's not on a like predetermined flight path. All right. Does that seem logically possible? This isn't just like a single rail that goes to one place kind of thing. Yeah, you you definitely can uh, hack this. Here I go. Ooh, I rolled a 65. Oh, brutal. Um, oh. You get a, a feed up. Uh, you get First off, you take a point of stress. Uh, what are you at currently, stress-wise? Nine. Nine. Very nice. Right on the edge. Um, so you take a point of stress, and uh, I think you are going to uh, be greeted with an insane religious readout. Um, it is just a long screed that you do not understand. Um, talking about, uh, it's not from any, like, established part of the bible but it's written in a biblical style kind of like really more accurately it's written in like a a weirdo's idea of a biblical style uh and it is admonishing you for um not knowing when the truth is being shown to you can i use my theology skill to see if i can get anything out of that perfect yeah random whatever go for it okay so that would be intellect plus the 10 from theology yeah baby Okay, I failed. Okay. Uh, you, wow. it's not one of the, you know, actually, I think what happens is you think you get it and you try and um, deliver a witty retort 
and it refers to you as an employee by name and then just recites the ballad of Balaam's ass because it's actually oh. pretty applicable here. <laughs> excellent, excellent. All right. So you just get owned by the machine, causing you to take a point of stress. Oh, well, I was going to... I know I take a point of stress because I failed a roll, roll, a roll, but my my immediate instinctual reaction was like, Milk's like, yes, someone is recognizing my work as Balaam's <laughs> Okay, I'm at 10, and you told us to tell you when we hit yes. 10. Yes, okay. So you're going to get... I'm just going to take opportunities to uh, panic you at this point. In fact... You got the the scene in Sluggish Lake probably was a little stressful to behold up close. Um, so, Lester, I am going to have you roll panic for having been called out by name by Ark itself as being a bad example of your job that you take so seriously. I got 17. So All right. Good. So you're able to fight down the icy black fingers of insecurity as they <laughs> crawl up your throat. But, you know, Ark, it's clearly not impressed with your work. Well, fuck Ark. <laughs> uh, from the Tree of Light, life, excuse me, from the middle of it, uh, a giant white uh, tower telescopes out um, and unfurls basically a big satellite dish. Uh, actually, something more like a disco ball, I guess. This pulses blindingly bright. Uh, and everyone in the park who is organic needs to make a sanity save. Everyone who is inorganic, Murgatroyd, needs to make a body save. I saved. I'm good. Made it. Hey, nice, Gennaro. All right, so uh, Dick Dixon and Milk are the two that failed. Is that correct? I have good news and bad news. You... Yeah, it's exactly what it is. You guys take a stress, but you heal that stress right away um, because you are flooded with God's love, you know, or at least his presence, which is a lot like love sometimes. Wait, so do you want me to mark that on my sheet and then erase it? No, uh, I mean, it's up to you. <laughs> it is between you and God. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll do Dixon first. Okay. Oh, shit. All right, Dixon. Uh, you're going to heal another point of stress, actually, because you feel all knowledge of good and evil just wash clean from your brain. Uh, it's just not your problem. Uh, you don't know the difference. You don't remember knowing the difference. You don't really get the difference between clothed and naked, between, um, greedy and generous, between malicious and benevolent. None of that shit. You can't tell the difference. You are completely innocent of morality. It's not my problem. And Milk, you are afflicted with glossolalia. So you are... What the fuck is that? Speaking in tongues. Oh, okay. Well, I think Milk was essentially doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's... How, how long do I am I overwhelmed with these feelings? It's for just like a second? One hour. Oh, okay. Oh Put my actor's cap on. So you guys are in the uh, first aid zone. You've got uh, one of you has just completely lost all concept of good and evil. There's a security guard. There's an inside man. And there's a big guy. Uh, the big guy looks down at you once you're all patched up. Uh, and he says, you folk good to play the tape in the next room? Of course. 
I'll let you two lead the way. Uh, and he uh, moves aside his tremendous bulk uh, to allow the two of you to go ahead of him and the security guard. Okay, I have a question. Mm-hmm. As we're moving from one room to the next, can I read the room and look and see if if there is an emergency exit, if there is um, a, a you know, I'm thinking about Disney World, right? Mm-hmm. You've got all the tunnels for the cast members to get back and forth without going into the front-facing part of the facility. For sure. Well, Is there something like that here? Roll, um, into, roll intelligence. Um, yeah, I think that, unfortunately, is going to be the most applicable one. I'll let you add military training just because I I want you to get this plot hook. Because but if you you're don't, benevolent. Right, yes. <laughs> moves, the, moves the plot along, you know. If you guys wanted to work together, I would be very inclined to give you advantage on that. Yeah, I, I definitely think... Uh... Richard's self-preservation instincts would, you know, very much be present still. Absolutely. Uh, And to juice the pot just a little bit more, whoever has the uh, higher intellect, I'll just let be the one who rolls with advantage. Probably not me. I have a 30. I'm at 33. Yeah. All right. Well, first one was 97. So that was a bust. Second one was four, though. All right. All right. Um, I think as you guys are making your way into the hallway, you notice that Big Al's office door was left open. Um, and you see that there is uh, basically, and I think by design, you realize it's so that he can sit there and monitor who comes in and who comes out. Of course. Uh, there is a uh, security elevator right in his office area. Uh, he, however, uh, is standing in the, I'll say he's like standing at the door, uh, to the, in the first aid room, uh, and he is very much expecting you to head toward the security center. Uh, I think your inside man is taking the lead to actually like open the door to the security center while Big Al and the actual security guard hold up the rear. Okay. So just so i just so i'm visualizing things in the correct order i'm not so good with the the mental pictures our scientist friend is leading the way into the security room we are behind them and then the other two are behind us and the elevator is on the other side of them exactly or in okay okay mm. what do what you think another <laughs> <laughs> I got us out of the last scrap, okay? Yeah, you did. You did. You did. If you um, if you want to just just dip, you know, we can try. I mean, I kind of want to. I don't know if we can bluff our way through that tape. I don't think we can. <laughs> I, I know. I know we can't. Why don't. Let's just do it. Let's just <laughs> do it. Let's grab our scientist buddy like we're taking him hostage and go to that elevator. What do you say? Yeah. Do you want me to do the grabbing or do you want to? Let's let's roll these for it. Roll, roll right. D20. I got an 18. I got a seven. All right. Rosie does the grabbing. All right. Let's kick this party off. Let's wrestle this guy. All right. And I point my shotgun at the head honcho. I said, no one move. No one do anything stupid. Was a little too late for that little man. <laughs> Look, we're just gonna be on our way, and no one has to get hurt. 
Well, sir, what would your way happen to be here? I happen to see my good friend Hagar Simpson dead on the ground, her children orphaned because of your activities today. Yeah, if we did that to her, what do you think we could do to you? I was feeling pretty proud about that a couple of minutes ago. Now I don't know how to feel, but <laughs> I do, do know I'm not feeling too uh, much restraint about shooting you right now. Hell yes. Uh, I think we should just roll speed. I feel like you, everyone's ornery, right? Am I wrong? Yeah. Oh, no. All right. Um, we'll probably intercut this because I don't want to leave uh, Murgatroyd milk hanging. I think we'll take this yeah. like around at a time and then go back to them and then return to a round of this. Does that sound good? Did, did he seem in any way um, concerned about us grabbing our inside man as hostage? I think he's he seems more angry than anything. He doesn't seem concerned for this man's life. If that's uh... we were told he was of the uh, he was the top scientist. <laughs> and, uh, anyways. Oh, were you told he was the top scientist? No, I'm just making. I'm just making. <laughs> I was gonna say, I didn't have to give you no top scientists. Sort of fast talk to you. Yeah, I was like, I don't just throw top scientists around here. Okay, all right, just double checking. <laughs> so, Rosie and Dixon, thankfully, you guys do. You guys got the jump on these motherfuckers, which might be exactly what saves your asses. Go ahead and tell us what are you gonna do with that jump? I think we're we're just gonna try and get out. Yep, bouncing is. Is it realistic for us to be able to get out is it, with with the advantage? Is it, is it that realistic? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you guys are ahead. They'll, they probably will pursue you, but uh, or at least they'll like do an APB or whatever. Uh, but yeah, you definitely can use your action to get the fuck out into the main park area. If your goal was to go past them to the security elevator, would require some fancy footwork, I think. Well, I think that's what I want to do. Yeah, same. <laughs> Uh, so I will let you use your action to slip past them. Uh, and if you do that, I'll let you get like to the area of the hallway outside his office. Uh, but I don't think you'll be able to get onto the security elevator this round. OK, yeah. How about the well, we're, we we both have actions here mm -hmm. and outside of. Uh, myself. Uh, who who is in the room right now again? Is it just the boss man? It's you two, uh, the boss man, a security guard, and the inside man. So one thing to the big Al thinks that you guys are outnumbered, but actually he and the security guard are outnumbered is one way of thinking about it, because he doesn't know the inside man is an inside man. Um, could I use my or, or jump on them in any way to try and disarm the security guard? I don't see why not. Yeah, um, I would probably make that a combat role plus military training to, yeah, get that shit off his, out of his hands. I can do that. 27. Nice. Woo! All right. Uh, yeah, you successfully rip the pulse rifle out of his fucking hands. Um, I think the security guard will go ahead and go first just because he's the most like, you know, immediately aggrieved. Um, the security guard, I think, is going to just try and fucking punch you, I guess. And he is going to fucking miss. Uh, I think he's like, a little thrown off by you guys successfully getting the gun out of his hand. I kind of picture it as like one of you maybe like shoves him while the other grabs it or something along those lines. And I think he's just reeling too much to respond effectively. 
Big Al, on the other hand, uh, is going to pull out his pearl-handled Smith and Wesson. Uh, I think he's going to point it at Gennaro, just because Gennaro's been a little bit more explicitly aggro, or excuse me, Dick Nixon has been. Uh, he's going to say, like, bad fucking move, boy. Uh, and he is going to hit. Um for 17 damage okay which i believe you take a wound from that right yeah all right so let me roll up the wound undoes some of the stitches oh boy oh uh, that's a good shot on me then oh yeah. yeah our inside man is he equipped to fight in this scenario uh you know he is in particular because he was given hagar simpson's jawbone so he's got at least one oh. decent weapon oh on. Uh, you are not down, uh, from the impact of the bullet. So I think you are wearing, like, your armor has been blown to smithereens by now. Uh, but just the yes. remnants of it are kind of why that much damage manifests as, like, blunt force instead of, like, bleeding out. Um, so yeah. you are just knocked right the fuck on your ass again. Um, but you've still got that guy's pulse rifle on you. Um, the inside man is gonna go. I have to really... Th- think through where this guy's at all right he's yeah i think he's willing to die for the pope is where i think this guy is at so he's gonna go ahead and i love this man (laughs) (laughs) my kind of person oh man all right he fucking runs up on big al Crichton, uh and he gives him a nasty slash right in his shoulder he chops off one of big al's arms uh so it's not it's not his gun arm but his other arm is uh on the fucking floor and he is bleeding severely these are uncivilized people using these kind of weapons (laughs) (laughs) and this is this is the most shocking thing that has ever happened to big al you just see his like pale blue eyes go fucking big as dinner plates and you can tell like his face goes red for a second but then it just doesn't like his body cannot waste blood on that right now um and it's back to the top (laughs) of the order i feel like we have like complete control of the situation yeah i I would like to try and take oh i'm sorry i forgot uh, we're supposed to go back to the m's i'm so sorry I'll let you guys. Oh, yeah, 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 you, yeah. We can discuss it in the ourselves. Oh, if if we want to interject briefly, I think um, Murgatroyd, thinking back to uh, some of the commands he got from Milk's cousin Emily, I'll say, uh, from Milk's cousin Emily, is uh, seeing that Milk is in a state. Uh, Murgatroyd is going to. Uh, grab on to and hold milk uh, in an attempt to comfort them. Well, I had also envisioned milk as being like, I don't think milk would take comfort in touch from humans. So. No, I did not expect this to end well. Um, can I make a panic check? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lester. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, I succeeded the panic check. <laughs> how how can you how how does murgatroyd see that you're fighting down the panic what does that look like uh i mean i feel like milk is probably literally trying to fight off murgatroyd or like do you want to go ahead and roll jerking. combat to see if you're able to get out sure combat or strength or speed uh oh, i guess any of those i'll do work. speed all right speed so you slip yeah. out like a little uh, eel a little milk eel 
Double zero nine is just a nine, right? Just a nine. All right. It's 900. I super failed. I like just implode on the spot. <laughs> I can imagine you're like trying to cuss her out, but it's just coming or cuss them out, but it's just coming out as fucking like I'm gonna It is just like oh yeah, I'm talking in tongues, which I feel like is not probably that different from how milk normally talks, since they mostly talk in like yeah, yeah. Weird full porky pig Balaam's ass references, anyways. But yeah, I think just pure gibberish coming out of their net mouth uh, that. Like, if we could understand it, just is, like, a string of expletives. The tone is there. Sorry to bother. I uh, uh, was instructed to do that to uh, comfort someone once. Uh, I, If you want me to never do any sort of intimate actions in the future, just say the word. Milk's going to continue talking in tongues angrily. <laughs> uh <laughs> Murgatroyd, would you feel comfortable taking a point of stress from just that social ambiguity, since I know you are, uh... Yeah, um, and, and, you know, because it's, it's me failing in my function in, in Murgatroyd's eyes, yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking, like, you're a customer service droid of sorts, and... So, interestingly enough, that does put me past ten. Oh, so next bad thing's gonna be a bad thing, I think. All right, what are, are you guys, have you, did you guys land the pod yet? I can't recall. Or were you talking about landing the pod? I don't think you ever... I just talked about it, and I don't think you ever, like, actually said whether or not the it, pod... Oh, landed. it can land. So if you wanted to land, it is landed. Um, do you guys want to try breaking okay. out and hoofing it back to the, the Banshee Zone? But I... Since Milk is talking in tongues, it's, I don't know that there's, like, really anything else we could do. Because we can't communicate with each other. Well, you other. can attempt. And Murgatroyd... Keeps trying to hug. You guys can just attempt things. Like, you don't have to cooperate effectively. You still can, like, try and bust out on your own. Um, can I try... Would mechanical repair, just looking for, like, a seam or something in the door to make it, like, unlatch or whatever? That'd be perfect. Okay. That is what Milk is going to do. Partially motivated, motivated by just, like, completing the mission... Partially motivated by getting out of small space with Murgatroyd. Yes. No hugs for milk. Ooh, and I got a 22. Fantas oh, that's a critical success. Uh, yeah. I rip the door off its hinges because I'm so good at mechanics. Is that the is that the outcome you would prefer? Okay. No. Um, let me think harder. <laughs> How, like... <laughs> I, I was surprised, so I'm glad, I'm glad we had this talk. Uh... Like, how far could I take a critical success in mechanical repair? For opening like, a door? Yeah, that's my kind of... Like, I am just opening a door, which is what I'm so successful at. I mean, at. I think... So I'm assuming... You're able to do... My pitch would be you're able to do it with in a way that, like, does not arouse any suspicion anywhere. So, like, there's no... Like, door opened on pod three alert at the security switchboard anywhere. You'd, like, just completely stealth your way out, you know? And there's this no the damage done. This is the stealthiest door opening that has ever happened. Okay. I'll even let you decide if, after you get out, does the hover pod return to the bay, or does it just stay where you leave it? I think just stay where we leave it, because I kind of want to leave it open as a possible escape route. All right. So then... Like, could there be a fail-safe in the pod that, like, 
when the door is open, it just stays there because it assumes it's an employee override or something. Yeah, I think what you're specifically able to finagle is you're able to open it and you're actually able to subvert the systems a little bit. So the door is open, but the computer does not recognize that the door is open. So as far as the pod and the computer systems are concerned, you've just landed. It does not actually know about the physical opening of the door. Okay, and do I need to worry about it, like, automatically returning in, like, 15 minutes or whatever? Or will it just stay? Uh, how many credits are in your account? Uh, um, well, I think Milk <laughs> is planning for a suicide mission, yeah. right? So, like, just Milk's entire salary and whatever money Milk didn't spend. All right, so, yeah, your life savings I will don't... be eaten up as it's sitting there, but it sounds like that's not, you don't have a life that you're saving, literally, so. Right, right. Yeah. Did, did I did I mention oh. at the start of this that I gave all my credits to Milk? Um, well, that was uh, a that was a bad decision. Well, now Detroit. you've given them to Antediluvian <laughs> Park. You've got them. Who may be soon undergoing new management back <laughs> at the battle? Uh, what do you guys do, Rosie and Dixon? I Rosie's priority is to get out of Dodge. Dixon, if it's all right with you, I'm going to grab our scientist and get on that elevator. Is that is that cool? Do you want to? Uh, th- that is cool. So given Dixon's given Dixon's state right now, I think he's just going to go up to the probably disarmed and freaking out uh, big boss and just shoot him in the head. Hell yes. Cool. Very stone cold. Rolled a hit. Damn. It was 25. It's a wound. That means he rolls on the wound table. Ooh, all right. Uh, He's bleeding internally. So it sounds to me like we're talking like a... From a gunshot wound? Yeah, I'm thinking it's like probably a gut wound, like a gut shot specifically would make the most sense. Um, And I think that plus his regular bleeding uh, on his turn, uh, he just looks up at you. Uh, and he says, fire fucking consume, you bastard pope. Uh, and then he just barfs up all of his blood. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then I, assuming, I'm just going to like say out loud, I'm not sure why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Rosie is standing in the elevator, like holding it open with the scientist. Come on. Come I'm on, gonna, Dixon. <laughs> with, with zero sense of urgency, I'm going to go and get on the elevator. The scientist is, like, holding the bloody... He has never, like, taken a life before, I don't think. Like, that was just the fury of the Lord pushing him forward. Um, and so he is just Ooh. saying, like, as... Me- he's, like, doing Hail Marys as you carry him onto the elevator. He does not look around behind you. Um, the security guard looks at his... Fucking the guy that signs his paychecks bleeding out on the ground. This is above anything he knows what to do with. Uh, And I think he runs off to the security center just to, like, reiterate to any remaining security guards. You know, this is what happened. This is where what I know. Uh, God save us all. (laughs) 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 Also, real quick, the um, I I got his plasma gun off of him. Does that have any ammunition with it? Yes, I'll say it has one clip. Perfect. I'm, I'm out of my shotguns. So ah, nice. No more holy rounds. 
Um, the security elevator uh, has two places it can go other than the current floor. Uh, it can go to Eden, uh, where it has an exit, or it can go to something marked Chapel underneath Eden. Uh, I'm going to uh, tap the the scientist on the face. Uh, not, not real hard, just enough to get his mm-hmm. attention. Uh, hey, hey, buddy, mm. where, where are we going? It's time to play. Let's, let's freaking go. The chapel, the chapel. Hail Mary, full of I grace. press the chapel button and, uh, reach around. I've got like a, a pocket on my back, like the, in the small of my back. And I pull out a little, a little notebook that, uh, I open open it up, and the camera would see on the on the fly leaf as I open it up. It says, uh, "Journal of Grudges," <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna write down like in a very uh, childish hand, like looks like a second grader writing in big print. Uh, I cross out Big Al Crichton. And write down security guard <laughs> number two. <laughs> and then underneath it, I write milk. Oh, shit. <laughs> Here, this is an enforced suicide mission now. Hey folks, Nate here. Thank you for joining us for another episode and a special thanks to Gennaro for editing the Mothership episodes and to Nimrod for GMing. We really appreciate it and it's been a lot of fun. Also, happy holidays. If you're feeling festive, you can check out our holiday one-shot with guest keeper Mr. Ray from $2 Creature Feature. You can find the first of two episodes wherever you get podcasts. Our next episode will release on December 28th. Until then, be safe, be merry, and happy hunting. Finally, if you liked the show, please tell your friends about us. Um, I can't tell you how much it helps to get the word out there. And while you're at it, you can rate and review us on whatever platform you enjoy the most. Oh, and I promise, one last thing. A lot of this wouldn't have been possible without our friends and other creators at the Cast Junkie Discord. So big shout out to them and thank you so much for all your help and everything that you've done for us. We super appreciate it.